the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week. Episode 132, recorded Saturday, March 1st, 2014. Live at the BLC. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I'm your host. We are live here at the BLC, the 16th annual BLC in uh, beautiful downtown Dallas. I don't know if it's Dallas, downtown Dallas or not. Uh, at the Four Seasons, with me right now is Frank West, Regional Manager uh, for Biamp. Hello, sir. Morning. Uh, also with us is Eric Snyder. Eric is the VP of Engineering at Conference Technologies Incorporated. Good morning, sir. Thank you very much. And also with us is Craig McCormick, Editor-at-Large at Commercial Integrator. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, it's it's morning. It's early. How are you? <laughs> um, I, w- the reason, the whole point of, of this whole podcast is uh, the past couple of days, we, all of us here and, and a couple thousand of our closest friends, have kind of gathered together. And instead of technology like we would at Infocom, this has been more about business and how businesses ran in, in, in the AV industry. Uh, Frank, really quickly, we're going to start with you because Biamp is, is one of the sponsors of this event. Um, why sponsor this event? What, 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 um, why is it important to sponsor? Well, I don't think our industry is that different than every other industry, but we do feel that most of, uh, and, and ourselves included, we spend so much time being reactive and not enough time being proactive. So to take a few days away from you know, your day-to-day and focus on you know, long-term business trends, whether it be economic or new philosophies or just sharing new ideas, is just a great opportunity. Uh, it, it, you just have to make sure that you can you know, force yourself away from your day-to-day work. So that's the hard part. Yeah, that's been one interesting thing is that every break everybody goes out to the to the lobby to check mail, uh, email and, and, and return voicemails. Yeah, and, and you fight to not play with your phone all day. Well, yes. <laughs> Some of us do. Some of us succumb to that very easily. Uh, Eric, you got you had a, a very large uh, engineering uh, core over at CTI in St. Louis. Um, when you come here, when you, when you come to the NSCA BLC, what do you hope to take away from it? I'd like to take away that 30,000-foot uh, view. Uh, that y- you don't see in the day-to-day when you're, you're up close to it, right? So, you know, we, like Frank was saying here, you get very reactive, right? So this is a time to step away and kind of seeing, well, is there a trend there that was maybe causing this? And then kind of get that longer term, seeing kind of reapproach the items when you bring them back is that calmness, right? Hmm. Calmness, quiet down. This is, you're not the only person dealing with this right yeah. now. Is that what you found is, is not only are you able to help other people that have, are experiencing things that you've already been through, but somebody maybe has already gone through something that you guys are might be experiencing now. Absolutely, right? So the trends are, you know, you start kind of saying, in, in not specific, but in general, how have you guys approached this, right? And, and what lessons can you ter- learn? I'm, I'm more interesting, interested in listening to other people's failures. I think you learn a lot more from that, mm-hmm. right? 
So, oh, you tried that. That didn't work. Well, why? You know, and if they're willing to talk about it, that's just a, a mountain of wealth. And that's one thing that's been interesting is um, somebody mentioned, uh, you know, opening the kimono. I think it was the Thursday night session. And that has been very revealing because, no pun intended, uh, because everybody here has been very open, right? I mean, this is not, you know, competitor versus competitor. We're all kind of in the industry together, and we all kind of serve our own niches, and we're all able to help each other. So, Craig, you are here as, as the, the media partner uh, for, for NSCA. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys uh, hope to, to, to take away from this? Um obviously we're here to you know cover all the sessions and you know report back to those who who weren't able to to make make it but one thing that that I think has been really interesting is I've seen a lot of people with you know figurative light bulbs over their heads you know coming up with or hearing about new ideas that maybe they haven't tried or have haven't worked for them you know just new new things that that maybe hope hopefully for for their businesses they can take back and and give a try in in their companies and it's interesting uh, where Eric was talking about, you know, hearing about failures. That that's one thing when when we're covering stories that that we try to get people to talk about, and they're they're so hesitant because they don't want it to look like they did anything wrong ever. <laughs> but it it is important to hear about that because you know most of the time when we're talking to them, they overcame the failures, and and it's important to hear how they did that so somebody else can can learn about that as well. So I, I think it's 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 been nice to to hear about some of those here. Okay, uh, one thing that that the, first, the very first session on Friday morning was about the economy, right? And that was not um, not something you you expect with a with a group of of technology geeks, right? Um, you know whether you know it's the GM or the the head of engineering, that's not something you normally talk about. So let's talk about that for a second. I mean, besides the fact that um, one of the main points was the fact that they're missing drivers, the, the economy is missing drivers, the, the construction industry is not quite picked up. Um, where do you guys see the industry? Um, be, you know, the economy uh, picture besides, where do you see our industry from a financial standpoint going in the next five or six years? Right. Well, it's been it's actually been very strong, and uh, you know I think where we we're somewhat lucky in the AV industry in that. You know, certain things uh, that, you know, people would gauge the economy, things like travel or, or even construction, sometimes that can benefit us. Uh, obviously, video conferencing helps eliminate a lot of travel costs for corporations, so they can generate some true uh, ROI measures by making investments in, you know, AV systems or video conferencing. Um, we also see a lot of times that when construction's down, that means you have to kind of live with the space you have. So you know, renovations or, uh, ex uh, you know, local expansion without actually, you know, building brick and mortar um, starts to occur. And, and people have to update the systems that they have to get by uh, till the next thing. So, you know, th there's always opportunity for us. It's just finding the niche, I guess, and trying to ride it and figure out what you're going to do next. Okay. Uh, Eric, uh, you know, being uh, as an integrator yourself, what, what do you guys see um, the industry in the next couple of years? Um, the industry, uh, you know, that's a very good, very good question. There's, there's a lot of uh, off-the-shelf technologies that are starting to get uh, weeded down into everyday business life, right? So uh, what we're seeing is the adoption of the millennials coming in. It's like, you know, uh, whiteboards are not nearly as important to them anymore. They want to yeah. go and maybe use a smart technology or bring your own device. Or, you know, the big question is, hey, how come I can't just use this room like Skype? I do it every day, right? So... 
Uh, I think that makes it for this industry a little bit valuable, right? Because if the IT guys in the current departments could already do that, they'd be doing it. So they're actually kind of coming back into us going, hey, look, we tried that, but we weren't successful. Can you give us some tips on how to actually implement this, right? And I think the integrators that can latch onto that and, and not fight that and, and look at some adoption and, and how to tweak that adoption so it's usable uh, will be very successful. Is that more of a cult? I mean, it, does that take a culture shift, though? Yeah, absolutely does, right? You know, I mean, if <laughs> I come from uh, the, you know, our traditional AV engineers can be very arrogant, right? You know? Um, and and, and they, they tend to stay with the same thing. <laughs> well, you know, predictability, right? Yes, absolutely. So uh, I, I ta- have that talk with my guys sometimes. How can we make the consumer off-the-shelf technology more predictable, right? Mm. So it's like just moving it one shade over, seeing... Well, you know what? If we had this little thing here, that makes that more predictable and gets into that realm, right? So uh, I, the big quote that I have is, be brave, but not stupid. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Craig, you guys actually you know, obviously have um, talked with a lot of integrators over the over the last six months or so. Where do you guys see the economy for as far as AV? If it feels anecdotally like a lot of projects the the bigger projects that maybe were delayed for a while because of the economy or you know put on the back burner for a while are starting to to come forward so that's obviously a good sign you know we're we're hearing more about you know big bigger things that that maybe you know a school or a hospital or something couldn't couldn't afford to do right now are starting to move forward and you know get get going so so obviously there's there's a little more money flowing it seems like are these the mythical shovel-ready projects that we're talking about? That's there's there's some of those, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Eric, we'll, we'll kick this off with you. Where do you um, see either the greatest areas of growth for for our industry, or maybe where are areas that we are shrinking back? Uh, you know, the there was a very good discussion that happened uh, maybe a little bit earlier this year. Is that uh, I think software and some soft solutions. There's enormous amount of growth for that, right? Um, and our industry typically in the past, I think uh, uh, a couple of gentlemen were really really correct in stating that we we kind of we're not very good at selling software and soft package solutions, yep. right? I think um, our biggest area for growth is is taking that and and applying that and uh, and getting at software solutions like. And, and getting it standardized. A uh, very good discussion yesterday, for example, right? The CEO, man, I want, you know, not everything has to be custom, but you know what? There's more than just one non-custom solution out there, right? So if it's a software package, it's this, it's that. It's finding that right niche fit that includes a lot of that software to keep that consistent, non-custom, you know, talk to the CIO in, in that terms, and, and you're gonna get a lot farther because uh, we want to walk into this room and be predictable. Yeah. I think predictable is a better term there. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to that, though, you're you're talking about um, hiring. Your hiring practices have to change because who you're looking for then is, is different than it was four or five years ago. Uh, four or five years ago, if you wanted a programmer, quote unquote, you're looking for someone who understands basic logic and could latch on to uh, you know C and then apply that to either AMX or Xtron or Questron or Aurora, whoever. You're talking about something totally different. Absolutely. What you know, we have this discussion too. So, um, are you an installer or a technician? You know, that's yeah. a very good uh, point there, right? So, back in the old days, uh, you had 10 B and C connections here, 10 B and C, or 5 B and C connections here, 5 B and C. It was 10 connections you made, and you go in the room, and it took maybe a half hour, let's say, you know, to go do it. Do those connections, plug everything in, do a slight bit of tweak, and walk out in that half hour, right? Well, now I'm going in and please don't beat me up, but as like a Cat 5, Cat 5, 
that's 10, 15 minutes worth of connections. And then the other 15 minutes, 20 minutes now is configuration, right? Yeah. Right? It's the black box, right? So um, if you want to be valuable, this is kind of when I talk to my guys, is that man installation is a beautiful skill. I highly value it. But now you, you, your need or, or your lowest constraint, as we talked about yesterday, is is now the guy who can set that up, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what you're going at, right? So we got to train for that and, and move forward with that in our industry. Yeah. Uh, Craig, where do you guys see some of our greatest growth, or, or maybe some places where we're, we're we're coming back? Yeah, I think I think we talked some about that at the uh, the, the last panel yesterday. Um, the the big video conferencing, the the big solutions that. Those don't seem to be happening quite quite as much, but there are kind of a lot more of the the huddle room type of type of things. I, I know how you feel about that particular term, I don't like but the term, but yeah. I understand the concept. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, I I think you are seeing a lot more of those because they're they're obviously more affordable and give uh, give companies and and clients a, a chance to have some some new technology without spending you know a, an exorbitant amount of money. So they they can kind of give it a try. So I I think. Maybe you'll see it kind of go that go that way for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Frank, as a manufacturer, what do you see us? We're seeing a big shift from uh, just focusing on room systems to more uh, building-wide systems, and I think that kind of plays well into the discussion we're having about you know there's these there's a certain percentage of the industry that is really large, highly customized uh, rooms, and then huddle, collaboration. I mean, we can debate what those terms mean. I, I don't know what they mean. Um, we, we joke sometimes that, you know, if, if you have X amount of people in a collaboration room and somebody comes in here, you better throw them out or else you'll have a huddle on your hands. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, so, but looking at the building from, uh, you know, from, from its needs, whether it's the cafeteria or the CEO's boardroom and everything in between, and using the network uh, as our backbone to interconnect things, uh, that can make us incredibly cost-effective in, uh, in the grand scheme of things. And it enables us to make those smaller rooms uh, better. Yep. Um, those smaller rooms that might have got a dry erase board or maybe a 40-inch panel are now getting a ceiling microphone with, with, uh, with audio conferencing capabilities or um, obviously the, the emergence of uh, soft codec for us, we look at that as an opportunity. We, we call it internally a, a soft codec, but strong audio for a soft codec. So people want to do more with soft codecs and bring them into larger rooms, and they realize pretty quickly that you know the the little speakerphone is not going to fulfill their their needs. So um, we we want to be able to uh, interface with those devices and bring a professional audio system to those types of solutions. I have a funny story about that. We had a client uh, recently where they wanted to do just that, take the, the speakerphone and hang it on the ceiling. <coughs> <laughs> Let's just say once the HVAC went on, it was not pretty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did they dial with a broomstick? They, no, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they dialed it and hung it up there. And anyhow, it was, it was an interesting, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, guys, uh, real quick as, as we wrap this up. Craig, what... Um, I guess I should, I should ask this way. Why is the, the BLC important? Uh, why take away time from your business for two or three days? I, I think, you know, this is my first time here, first time covering it. What what I've noticed is there's a lot of people that maybe would never see each other, would maybe never pick up the phone, would never email, whatever, who are talking to each other and, and learning things, you know, that, that maybe they wouldn't wouldn't learn otherwise and and like i said you know i've seen a lot of light bulbs going off on on people's heads so 
that's obviously going to be good for their business if they bring it back and you know have have a new idea you know so, something that that they never thought of and their boss never thought of and their employees never thought of it you know new new way of thinking maybe a new opportunity and i'm sure we'll see some partnerships and and projects that they come out of this you know i'm sure people have been talking about you know things that they need a partner or somebody to help them out with that that'll uh, that'll develop in you know the next year or so okay eric why 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 come to the blc uh, i love it because of the uh, trends right you know i mean we could all geek out and talk about technology all day long but um what, what's the reason behind this trend, right? Why are we seeing smaller rooms, right? Is it because of the architects or the financials that are coming out, right? Uh, this really helps you prepare for the right right technology uh, discussions instead of just the individual piece of gear, right? So this is a solution that needs to be fixed for this area, and that solution then is worth a certain amount of money. Yeah. I think these conferences kind of go into that discussion really well. Okay. Frank, why, why, not only why sponsor, but just why, why come, why attend? This is my first one, and I have to say I'm not planning on missing one of these again. The, the quality of the breakout sessions is, is really, really impressive. Um, and I think the fact that the people they're bringing in are people that are from outside of our industry and have more of a big box mentality or more of a, you know, uh, you know, not industry-specific focus, I guess, is, you know, something you can really glean from. I think that we in our space, we tend to talk to people that are just like us all the time. Yeah. So it, it's kind of refreshing to get some perspective from, you know, a, a Ph.D., a MBA economist or, a, you know, a, a writer of uh, business books or somebody who's really focused on just teaching people about selling. Yeah. Um, we in our industry are, are too closed. We're, we're too small. So this is a, a refreshing uh, opportunity. And then also just the time away that you get with other people in the industry really enables you to build some relationships that, you know, you don't build over a 30, 45 minute, uh, you know, sit down meeting when you're breezing through their town. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Eric Snyder, Vice President of Engineering for Conference Technologies. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Frank West, Regional Manager uh, for Biamp. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. And Editor at Large for Commercial Integrator Craig McCormick. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, and now we are joined uh, by my favorite uh, Canadian, no uh, all apologies to Matt Scott, uh, Brock McGinnis from Westbury National. How are you, sir? Morning, Tim. I feel fantastic. It's you a great, great day at the NFCA BLC. It is. It is. You've been tweeting since like 5 o'clock this morning. So uh, Middle age. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt Chitwood. Uh, Matt is the president of DNL. Uh, from Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome, sir. Oh, glad to be here. Uh, and also, Craig McCorpy is still with us. Uh, all right, guys, here's the deal. Um, the last couple of days, we have been all gathered around, and instead of talking about technology, we've been talking about business, right? Uh, the business of our of our business, the business of AV. Uh, so, kind of the whole the the idea behind this podcast is just to talk about that. You know, what what have we learned the last couple of days? Uh, what have we garnered from our peers in the industry? Um, and then why why is the B, you know why is the BLC important besides you know those 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 facts? So, uh, Brock, we'll start with you. Um, one of the economists that the economists that, that kicked off the sessions on Friday talked about the fact that we're still not kind of there yet. Um, he talked about the U.S. economy and made a joke about the fact that Canadians are are unarmed Americans with better health care. <laughs> uh, but you guys, I mean, it, it, let's let's be honest here. A lot of times, the Canadian economy and the U.S. economy kind of holds hands. Um, when it comes to our economies, um, 
where are we? I mean, are are for as far as AV, are we still in a recession? Are we recovering? Are we are we recovering faster? Um, <clears throat> Canadian economy was uh, has actually been quite different from the U.S. and uh, the since since the two thousand eight recession. Okay. Uh, we have not experienced the same level of downturns. We did not have banks that failed. Um, our uh, our government injected a lot of stimulus money uh, not into corporations to bail them out but injected it into healthcare and uh, higher education. Okay. And AV was a great benefactor uh, of those two things. Uh, the, the commercial economy, um, it flatlined. It didn't go down, but it flatlined. And so I think that the, the better integrators and the better manufacturers uh, continued to do well and grew their market share within that time um, and had to work a little bit harder for it. This is the first year uh, that we've experienced. We had clients desperate to spend money before the end of the calendar year. We haven't seen that since 2007. Really? Uh, where we were picking up contracts and not unsubstantial contracts. Uh, corporations cleaning out budgets, uh, doing rooms that they've been putting off for five years, uh, five wire rooms, uh, upgrading five wire rooms, uh, you know, putting in real conferencing systems and real automation systems, but the work had to be, the goods had to be substantially delivered by December 31st, and the invoicing had to be done, and um, and it it made our last quarter uh, spectacular. Uh, you know, it, it cor financially, it was awesome. Operationally, what a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> our people had to work their tails off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, coming into 2013 or 2014, rather, we think that uh, we think this is going to be a real good year in business. Um, we've got a good, solid backlog, and all of that government stimulus money in our economy has gone away. So, it is back to relationships and design build, um, and uh, the people that the uh, companies uh, like Westbury that have real good momentum in the marketplace yeah. that are going to benefit from that. And uh, those that just, you know, survived on, on government-generated and funded tender uh, work, um, they're not going to have such a happy year, but, you know, we'd be happy to absorb them. <laughs> you you heard that if you if you're having trouble in in, in anywhere in, in eastern Canada just call Brock he'll he'll buy you uh, or Western Canada I don't want to you know I don't want to make you you know regional you could you could be nationwide you know go buy somebody in Vancouver uh, I'm glad there's no video you're putting me on the spot we'd, uh, no not Vancouver Calgary we'd okay. love to, we'd love to be in Calgary there we go. <laughs> Uh, Matt, as far as, as your guys' business, and, and where do you see the AV industry economy-wise? <coughs> well, from, from our standpoint, I think one of the things I see going into this year is that uh, if, you're still, if you're still around, um, you know, it's sort of the, 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 the cream rising to the top type of thing. You know, there's a, you know everyone's here to, to play, and, and we used to have a lot of problems with um, uh, sort of that, that unknown competitor that just sort of eating away at, at some of our business and, and some of that's gone away. Some of that will always, always be there. Uh, but I think that, um, we're, we're really pot, we're really positive. Uh, now we're, our business entirely, entirely re relying on the healthcare market. So, um, 
what I think Dr. McPeter said yesterday about the, the, the strength of the, the healthcare market um, is very, very true. There's still a whole lot of uncertainty. There's still a whole lot of um, uh, trepidation around where the dollars are going to be spent. So uh, although we feel really, really positive about the, the market, we're, we're still uh, being uh, quite careful. Well, the fact that you guys depend so much on, on healthcare, did you see a downturn, or was it was it like Brock said, was it more flatlined? Yeah, it was it was more it was more flatlined. I think um, uh, there, there was there was a uh, I wouldn't say a, a real pattern to it, um, but because our our um, our share of healthcare is spread across all kinds of different facilities, from uh, from large uh, acute care facilities to small oncology and dialysis clinics. Uh, I feel like that protected us a little bit uh, to some of that um, to some of that withdrawal of of uh, capital that that really really affected the large acute care projects. Okay. Craig, uh, Matt mentioned if you're still around, it was you know <laughs> it wasn't a necessarily you, you're you're one of the survivors. Uh, what's one of the things that you guys have noticed uh, being commercial integrator and interviewing all these um, all these integrators who are still around? What's maybe one or two common denominators? that they had going for them that allowed them to weather this recession and then now maybe hopefully you know reap the benefits of still yeah. being here. I think in in general, you know, diverse diversification is is a big help. Uh, you know, obviously Matt's company has been successful, you know, working almost exclusively like you said in in one market, but I think if you're able to kind of adjust to the conditions that that are existing and you know not necessarily rely on one market to to be successful you, if if one market starts to go down you can you know ramp up your your work in another market i, I think that that helps um I, I think what we saw for a couple of years is a lot of companies that had never done any government projects trying to get government projects and not knowing you know not knowing the right people not knowing how to get into it and I do think we're going to start to see the same thing in healthcare, where everybody's talking about, you know, there's there's a lot of healthcare opportunities, there's a lot of money to be spent. I I think, you know, obviously companies like 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 Matt's will, you know, continue to be successful because they've been in that market for for a while and kind of know their way around, know the people to talk to, know the terminology, that that sort of thing. Uh, I think that's that's uh, that's that's kind of. Matt, do you have any concerns, <coughs> excuse me, in healthcare about uh, really big players coming into the market? I do. I that, do. Uh, you know, we've we've looked at that as being the um, the threat that you can't control. That just these mammoth companies buy somebody. Um, Avidex was bought by one of those companies, I believe. Um, that you know is is active in the in the healthcare market. And uh, how do you see that as being disruptive? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great point. You know, that's a uh, as I look at our as I've watched our our little market, our little niche sort of develop over the years. That's been that's that's definitely been a fear of mine. But I think that there's a uh, I, I think because uh, what we do affects the patient experience so much that's uh, and there's um, there's no doubt that that's really first and foremost uh, on everybody's mind now in in healthcare. I think that we can. Uh, I think that there's gonna. It's gonna come down to developing some relationships with some of those those larger players, um, at least in, at least initially. But I think also at the same time we're gonna have to look at at um, you know really uh, re- redefining ourselves to yeah. to make sure that um, you know whether whether that maybe means uh, looking at other at other verticals. Um, then that that may be the the situation. Yeah, you can never trust what a purchasing department is gonna mm-hmm. do. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. just bundle that in. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah there's, and there's two, uh, you know, I, I hate to, um, you know, you, the, you, you, there was a lot of dollars wasted. I think somebody mentioned that yesterday in that one of those last sessions. There's mm-hmm. a lot of dollars wasted when, when people are, are buying equipment that they have no business uh, uh, really entertaining. And uh, you hate to see that happen, but there's probably some of that that's going to happen before they realize the mistakes that are being made. Yeah. Craig, Craig mentioned the fact that there was, there were, during the downturn, there were some that were trying to get into other verticals, like, like Matt mentioned. One of the things that I think is neat about this conference is you have people who are healthcare specific, like, like Matt and DNL, uh, and then you have folks like me, which are more education focused in, in, in our company. How do you go about asking for help, Brock, um, if you are a smaller player or if you have one specific vertical? How do you go about asking help from people who are already in that space without threatening them? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so if I w- went to Matt and said, Matt, you know, uh, I've got a small office in, Ar- in Arizona and I'd like to know how to do health care. First of all, how do I ask that without being insulting to him, and how does he respond without saying, "You know what? Screw you, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want you here." I actually think that's exactly what would happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the common source are our vendors. Okay, the the vendors are a source, and the consulting community are a source. Okay, and the consulting community has been real helpful to us in bringing us into. Uh, you know, some narrow verticals that we've never been into before. Uh, Med simulation for learning being one of those. We really didn't know anything about that business, but the consultants knew that we were a really good integrator who could take, even though it's technology that we'd never actually worked with before, that our programming people, our field engineering people, uh, our planning uh, processes and the way that we execute a job, that we could successfully carry out a type of project that we had never carried out before. Um, And once you've done it, you're in the market, you're in the game. Um, And, you know, that's, uh, that's been our approach. And, and, you know, in that specific case, the vendor, uh, which was Beeline, do you work with a company called Beeline? I don't know. Uh, The vendor uh, was uh, invested a lot of time in us um, and, and uh, gave us, you know, knowledge and, and practical planning uh, things that we could never have figured out ourselves. So it, it is a partnership, uh, and the manufacturers are a big part of what we do yeah. um, and and what we have in what we have in common. Uh, so that yeah. would be that would be my suggestion. When we start looking at other geographical locations or other markets, we talk to the people who are supplying those. Um, it's also a great way to, to understand the health of the marketplace. You know, are those people's volumes within that vertical or within that market going up? Are they going down? Are they paying their bills? Um, You know, are you having to do a lot of direct-to-client service because the integrator bites at that particular, you know, aspect of aftercare? Mm, That makes sense. Matt, if you were to, let's say that you wanted to get into a different vertical, how do you think that you would approach that? Would you do like, like Brock said, would you, would you go to the vendors and say, hey, or the consultants and say, you know, hey, we're looking at doing something different here? Yeah, I think, I think I'd have to. Um, I, I, depending, on the, depending on the market, probably look at, at, at 
at finding some people that that really understand that market really well that would be uh I, I, but aside from that i don't i don't know i mean i i feel that if someone appro- if someone approached me uh about entering uh, entering this space um if i had if i had concern fear that they're going to enter and take my, then i then i would feel i wouldn't feel like i had enough confidence in 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 my business and yeah. what i'm doing and what our competencies are um to really stand firm in our ground um, because it takes it takes a while to you know it takes a while to to ramp up and really understand a market and and really understand what um, you know what an integrator's doing and, and create the relationships and create the because the traction always comes yeah. from the relationships yeah yep that doesn't happen overnight and and I know I've been in that situation I've actually I've had some of those conversations here and and um, yeah it just you, you just have to be very, very upfront in your in your approach. Yeah. And I think I think if you uh, if you put a lend a little uh, humbleness into the into the conversation, and uh, you know we we've all we've all learned step one at some point. So I think you have to just you know take you know it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Let Let's take uh, our our magic hats that we've learned. Uh, where do we see the industry going in maybe the next five or six years? Um, are we on are we, are we on a on a on a recovery here? Are we on a uh, on a on an upswing? Are we are we still battling stuff, Mr. McCormick? I know you've answered this once, but go ahead and give these guys your your answer. Yeah, uh, like like I I said before, I I think it it definitely seems to be you know turning around and 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 picking up steam and and I do hear a lot about healthcare being you know one one market where it, it's it's really going to be a, be a, the the focus for for a lot of a lot of companies for for a while. So, all right, Matt, where do you see us? Yeah, going? I feel I'm, I feel very obviously very, very you're confident. in healthcare. So. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel very confident. I mean, that's what uh, Dr. McPeter said yesterday about the the population changes. I mean, that's that's obvious. Um, the way that the way that uh, technology is used to to uh, affect the patient experience and deliver healthcare, I think, is going to continue to evolve, and that's exciting. I just I think it's. Uh, I think, from our standpoint, we're in the we're in the right spot, but I think some of this technology is uh, is uh, is appropriate in other in other verticals. I, I feel I feel very very confident about the the state of the industry, um, because of that. Mr. McInnes, where do you see either the Canadian or the or the U.S.? Uh, it's a fabulous time to be in the AV industry anywhere in the world. Um, now more than any other time in the decades that I've been in this industry, people need the technology that we provide to do their jobs. They can't have a meeting without a screen. They don't have the time or the money to fly halfway across the country. The business process has moved from the paper to the digital realm, and we enable the digital realm. That's what we do. Um, The the types of things that they're trying to uh, collaborate about or communicate with each other they have to have AV technology to do that. And this, you know, it continues to evolve. Uh, companies like SVSI and Just Add Power, um, I, I love this, this that, that I now don't even have to use an AV industry switch or distribution network. Yeah. I, can <coughs> I can go straight over IP. I can use, uh, you know, a QSIS or a Tessera uh, or a Dante-enabled product, and I can just run that over a network line um, that you know could be a different network line or it could be the same network line but 
but this the, the AVIT um, convergence there's nothing negative about that component of it you know what Danko from Dimension was saying yesterday uh, is to me a negative about dumbing down presentation technologies so that IT companies like his can install them without qualified uh, you know personnel to do so yeah. uh, <coughs> the user experience is going up people have it at home you know you can you can push angry birds from your phone to your TV like that mm -hmm. and um, and they want that simplicity of use in the workplace and they can't achieve it without people like us and it is uh, it it's tremendous business opportunity to if we think not about the equipment but if we think about what the equipment does and how it can be best used within the business process for the user who's not trained uh, for the meeting that um, you know has to happen within 30 minutes or 40 minutes but yet four people have to connect their computers and and make presentations on a screen at the same time how do we how do we make it easy for somebody to do that well easy costs money mm -hmm. and it requires experts and that's who we are and so it, it's there has just to me never been as good a time to be in the av industry yeah, absolutely i, I would I completely agree with that uh, all right guys two more questions and i'll, I'll let you get out of here and, and get breakfast this morning uh, Matt, where, what technologies are you excited about? Uh, I know this is a business conference, but let's let's talk a little geek stuff for a second. Let's let's get some equipment out there. What what technologies are you looking forward to? Maybe uh, either that's already been announced, or maybe that you you either know about or, or maybe want to want to have developed. Sure. Yeah. So in our in our <coughs> in in my world, uh, for for years and years, uh, the that patient television in the corner of that hospital room was was just that. It was just a patient television. Uh, now, of course, there, we have the ability to push all kinds of content and experiences to that, to that, to that screen, and that opens up a, 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 an unbelievable opportunity to uh, to affect the way the healthcare is is um, is administered. Now, for years, there's been there's been systems that have that are out there um, that are that are PC driven, very very uh, heavy in terms of infrastructure, but now there's technology available. You know, if you sort of take the Take the capabilities of a, of a smart TV, so to so to speak, and uh, and build that for a, a, the healthcare patient experience. Now the the prices drop such that it's not just the large, four, five, six hundred bed acute care hospitals that can afford the technology, but it's the it's the five or ten bed rural hospital, or it's the small dialysis facility or oncology fa facility. So now you can now you're really using the technology to make an impact. You know, in in um, in long-term care or places where people get into a, a hospital bed, and and that might be the that may be the last place that they ever they ever live, and and they can they can uh, open up a, a screen and have a, a communication with somebody across the world, and, and you know, and say I, I love you, and you know, there's no there's no time to get on a plane and and have that conversation or have that last wow. hug. Now all of a sudden, you're really doing some really cool things with the, with the technology that's that's a little bit more effective than just watching uh, NBC or CBS or ESPN for that matter. So, And what a slogan. The last AV company you'll ever need. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I was getting all teary-eyed and, and then Brock through. Good Lord. That so, was a good point, though. Yeah, no, it's an excellent point. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's it's those it's those kinds of things. I mean, that's a you know that TV is just a, a portal, just a display to do all kinds of things. And and we know, I mean, we walk around with enough technology in our in our pockets, we can do that just from our seats today. It's a little different when you're in that that kind of environment. Yeah. But that's where I see it really. I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm excited about. And now, the the cost of the technology. Um, and the simplicity of, of doing the, the integration is such that it's, it's not just uh, scalable only to those large facilities, but also to the smaller ones as well. Right. Mr. McGinnis, what, uh, what, what technologies are you excited about? Uh, the hot buttons for us this year are, uh, are wireless connectivity for sure. Okay. Um, Brio, ClickShare, Enzo. Uh, I suppose I'd better... Uh, also mention Air Media. Oh, that uh, that between you and your Crestron <laughs> dealer. <laughs> oh, your Crestron um, rep. But uh, uh, so that's a big enabler for clients, and it's a real quick and dirty solution to the people that have uh, VGA twisted pair or five wire solutions that they need to uh, be replacing quickly because they have digital laptops now and and uh, EDID is not hooking up and yeah. things aren't working easily. Um, AV over IP. Uh, as I'd mentioned, um, the SVSI and, and Just Add Power, uh, and I have to think that AMX and Crestron and, and um, Extron are all going to be in that, uh, in that business. Yeah. Uh, those are things that allow us to do our work uh, uh, easier. Um, our touch panels have gotten better and cheaper and, uh, and easier for the clients and uh, uh, to be able to use more approachable. Um, but those are the, f for us, those, those are kind of the key things. Yeah. Mr. McCormick, what are, you, uh, what are you guys seeing as far as technology-wise? Is it too late to ride the 3D wave? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that boat has sailed and sunk. Well, uh, I, I think interactivity and, and Brock mentioned touch panels. I, I think that's becoming a, a big, big thing for, for people to, you know, kind of be able to customize their own experience and, and you know, find the things that are particular to them and that, that they want. I, I think that's that's becoming more and more well, important. And, and uh, you know, Steve that's on next can probably speak to this better, but the um, drag and drop uh, programming mm -hmm. uh, that is way more intuitive to the client instead of selecting TV, uh, uh, table AV input one, you just drag your preview uh, video into the screen that you want it to uh, go on and the client doesn't have to learn anything they yeah. already know how to do this you just have to put drag and an arrow and over it goes we've had tremendous success with that and that's because we all learned how to use an iPad mm. uh, this is you know it's all very intuitive now um, and reducing the amount of time it takes a new user to to fully um, be able to en uh, uh, enjoy the capabilities of the system or leverage the capabilities of the system in their business process is uh, it's kind of the number one objective. Yeah. It's not what our systems are, it's what they do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, guys, before I let you go, um, Brock, we'll, we'll stick it with you. Why come to the BLC? What, what, what do you, every year when you come here, what do you hope to gain and, and what do you end up taking away from it? Everything I know, I've learned from somebody else. Okay. And the people that are here, uh, the environment here versus some other industry events is completely different. This is a, it's a sharing thing. There are people here who have made mistakes I haven't had the good fortune to make yet. And they share those with me and how they dealt with them. Uh, people who've solved problems uh, that are driving us crazy and 
you know, they share that information. Um, and it's, uh, it's long been that way. This is as close as we come to a cooperative mm -hmm. uh, within our industry. Um, you know, I'm sitting at tables and uh, talking very specific business with people I compete with every day. And it, it, it has allowed us, you know, certainly within the Toronto market, um, to have a scenario where the customer doesn't always win just because the AV integrators hate each other and want to, you know, cut each other's prices off at the knees. We, uh, we have a lot of respect for each other's abilities, uh, each other's businesses, the design build uh, business that they do and the investment that comes in. And mm -hmm. so, so when a customer is shopping around somebody else's design, we're happy to put a price in for them uh, and support the work that they've done. Um, and that attitude started really here uh, in the more than a decade I've been coming to the BLC. Uh, this, we are all assisting uh, each other's success here. Uh, and of course, the caliber of the uh, yes. presenters is just off the charts. Yeah. We got Daniel Pink this morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> that that's pretty much yeah. as good as it gets. Yeah. And uh, you know, the two that we had yesterday, Adrian Gossick and uh, Dr. Lisa Lang, Lang, Lang um, uh, both amazing. Uh, Dr. McFeeders uh, and I were, you know, on the same shuttle for the hotel. I think uh, from the hotel, I think I've listened to him half a dozen times uh, over the years. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. My economics 101 course was never like that. No, uh, no way. Really good no communicator. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Matt, what do you what do you got, what do you hope to take away from it? Yeah, it's a, it's always unbelievable. This is my this is my third year, and 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 I agree that the caliber of of content is unbelievable. So that that presents a dilemma because you could you could you could go back home and and uh, and have all kinds of of ideas, but you really have to be diligent about really just taking away a couple of things that you're gonna you're going to, you're going to do, or you're going to change. And, uh, I'm, I still, I still go back every, uh, every few weeks back to Cameron Harold's book. Yes. You know, he was here two years ago at this location. Uh, and, uh, that impacted me. That was my first, that was my first BLC. Yeah. Uh, on the, on the flip side, it's also a kind of a time of, uh, sanity check. You realize you come out of the trenches a little bit and you realize that there's a lot of other people dealing with the same issues that you're dealing with. And, and sometimes that's sometimes that's that's tough when it's uh, when it's down and dirty. And you know, but but coming here, you realize there's people either in the same uh, same uh, issues from a technology standpoint, vendor issues, that sort of thing, or you know, people you know just with business challenges. So it's just good to get a little bit of uh, you know misery loves company. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much, uh, Matt Chitwood. He is the president of DNL from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, Mr. Westbury, Brock McGinnis. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure. All right, guys. Glad to be here. And we will end up the day uh, with my favorite uh, control programmer. Uh, his name is Steve Greenblatt. He's the chief everything at Control Concepts. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. Great spending time with you over the past couple of days. It has been very fun. It's it's it, this is one of those things that uh, whether it's this or Infocom or, or uh, CES or, or Cedia, uh, coming to these events, physically coming to them, uh, you get to spend time with folks, right? You know, last night uh, I got to have dinner with with Craig and, and the guys from uh, the guy and and Gal Jess from uh, from Commercial Integrator. Uh, you and I have sat through some some sessions together and, and uh, breakfast and stuff, and so yeah, it's been it's been very cool. Uh, and that's kind of been the theme, right? Is is that's the whole point of this face-to-face -face interaction, is garnering from other people what they do in their business. Um, so at that, it, it, with that, 
why do you, as a, a, a private you know, uh, programmer, uh, come to the BLC? Um, there's a few reasons. Uh, you know, the obvious one would be to get business, but that that's not really what my motivation is. I I, I want to be present in in the industry. So uh, you know, it's important to be able to be seen, see other people, hear what they're talking about, eavesdrop a little bit, um, get to understand and invest in the industry. I, th I think that's really where it's at for us. So we want to be a real player. Um, our our group of independent programmers and, and our industry, if you know Randy Klein calls it that, and, and I think that that's really a, a true statement now. We, 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 we've matured, and uh, yeah, I think that the average age of a programming company is probably five years now, which I think is uh, is a great thing, and, and I think that we're here to stay, and, and I'd like to see more of my colleagues come to these type of things because I think it's important, and unfortunately, until they break that ice and do it for the first time, they're really not going to see the benefit of it, but it's uh, it, it's it's just great to be able to be seen and and uh, and have the opportunity to meet people that you wouldn't meet before. Yeah. How would you how would you position yourself um, besides the obvious that you're you're an independent programmer, right? So you don't you don't necessarily sell or spec product. And so when you look at um, most of the folks here, that this is what they do, right? They they're the folks who actually install it and, and this that, and the other. So how would you position yourself? either with a manufacturer or with, with these people or with people like Craig who, who cover quote-unquote commercial integrators, uh, how would you position yourself? We want to be considered a partner. Okay. So, you know, we, we want to be able to work with uh, with anybody who needs help. And and I think that that's really where where it's at. Uh, and, and it's really nice to be able to have the agility to be able to do that. And uh, we, we try to identify opportunities. And that's kind of, I guess, one of the, the rules of a small business is you try to find a solution to an opportunity. So we, we look for ways to be able to to offer the skills and, and meet the needs that are out there. And, and, and I have to bring back to my team what, what everybody's talking about. And do, do, did I see a few indicators that are going to cause us to shift? Are we going to see a difference in demand? Uh, you know, we want to try to follow our own course, but I think that we're always making adjustments. Yeah. Uh, Craig, what's one or, two, one or two things that you have uh, maybe gathered from this various uh, type of, of companies because Craig's not the only independent programmer here. He, he's not the only one who's not uh, a, a hardware uh, a hardware slinger. Uh, um, we were talking earlier with, with when Brock and Matt were on about you know getting into new markets and how you do that and you know it, how you kind of build those relationships and, and I think it, it some of it starts at events like this. I, I think you know you'll you'll have an initial conversation and say you know I'd really like to get into healthcare. I'd li really like to get into government whatever the case may be but but I don't know I don't know how to do it and I can't quite get my foot in the door I I think that's uh, that's what events like this are, are good for you kind of break down the walls a little bit and you know you, you don't worry about so much picking up the phone and you know kind of having the, the courage or, or whatever the, the the word is to you know to to talk to your competitor or talk to a company that's that's much bigger than yours that that obviously has years of experience on you in in a particular market at it you're all equals here I, I think everybody you know just ha has an opportunity to to find something you know that that they can uh, work together on and and like I said earlier in in the the broadcast I I think you will see some some projects that that come based on partnerships that that were formed at at you know this this event this weekend I think that's an important point that w that we're all equals here. You know, um, there's nobody. You know, 
um, comparing spreadsheets or anything like that here. We're all kind of sharing and, and this and the other. Uh, Steve, one of the things that we've asked uh, over the course of the, of the broadcast this morning, where do you see the economy as far as AV? I mean, you, you have a unique perspective. Sure. Uh, because, you know, you're, you're not having to do, deal with the, the actual hardware, but you, you are able, you, you are brought in as an independent programmer and you also do uh, modules and, and you do uh, specialized programming for manufacturers, for, for different, um, different people. Where do you see uh, the AV economy? For, from our perspective, uh, first I have to say we're localized. So, yeah. so we are in the Northeast. We we focus most of our business in the New, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. So, uh, you know, for me, I'm I'm optimistic about it. Last year was a great year for us, and and I'm I'm proud to say we we had a little bit of recovery in the previous two years. Um, I I think for us, we, we, I, I look at the de development in just in New York City alone as being a, a good opportunity for a number of years to come. I think that ha as they they continue to rebuild Lower Manhattan, and unfortunately because of some some storms and bad weather, we continue to have uh, rebirth of, of yeah. those types of areas. So so I think that anytime companies move into a new location, vacate a, a location, that starts a chain reaction for for opportunities. Um, we we do have to uh, to to think about the threats that are out there and and uh, but but in general I'm optimistic about it I I, I feel like uh, that more people are are looking to uh, continue to to evolve their technology and there's only so long that they can hold off and uh, so so from my I do have that unique perspective in the fact that I'm not looking at hardware sales and so forth anytime a system changes they need to go back and and potentially reprogram it and anytime new equipment is out there. Or whether it's now they want to move to a cheaper solution with putting in iPads versus touch panels that still requires some programming changes. So that that's it, it's a great place to be for us. Yeah, Craig. One of the things the Economist uh, talked about yesterday morning was the fact that places like New York and, and California and Texas, those types of construction areas, those, those are kind of driving those economies. What are you guys hearing across the board across uh, the country? As far as is 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 New York and 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 California and and Texas indicative? Is it a, is it an indicator or is it are they just hot spots of activity? I, I think it's more that they're they're hot spots, but but that's where it starts. I mean, th those are obviously big big markets, and you know, so there's there's a lot of work to be had in all, all three of those areas. Um, I think it's probably going to take a little while longer for for some of you know some some of the smaller areas to 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 pick up as well and and you know catch catch up to that, but you know. New York, California, and Texas, they always lead the way in everything, don't they? Except the World Series. All right. <laughs> and, and, the, and, great. The, and and apparently the, the Super Bowl. So, um, uh, Steve, as, as far as technology or um, not, just, uh, not just equipment, but let's just say technology in general in the AV industry, what are you either excited about or what do you see coming down the pipeline that maybe somebody else doesn't see? Hmm. That's, that's a good question. I, so, so uh, I mean, one thing that we're real excited about from uh, f from a software standpoint is is new tools, new capabilities, the ability to to bring what we do to to the next level. Yeah. So whether it's it's adding gestures or whether it's uh, now being able to like Brock said earlier, do do drag and drop with on a touch panel. Yeah. Uh, you know that that that's stuff that I mean, people are growing up having those capabilities and then they look to us and say why are we spending all this money and you can't give us what we what we already have and what we're used to um, 
the uh, embracing some some more of the uh, the the, uh, the the common programming languages is important. Crestron Simple Sharp is that that's something that that we're looking into and we feel it's going to help us to to be a differentiator and do some things that we just weren't able to do in the past uh, but but it, it it's uh it, it i guess it's the the innovation and you know but but i can't really pinpoint in anything more specific okay well, that, that, that's good um it, it, as we kind of wrap up here what's uh for both of you what's one or two things that you are going to take away from this weekend uh at the blc Craig, we'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, th- I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier that that you know everyone's an equal, and and Brock mentioned earlier how he's been sharing you know pretty detailed company information, and and I I think there's a lot of that going on that you know people kind of have their guard down and they're willing to share, they're willing to you know talk to others that that might be competitors or maybe already are competitors, that, and and you know tell them what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them, and I I think that's always that's always best. Those are the type of stories that that we like to write. That you know, when when people will talk about things that didn't work for them and how they how they were able to overcome that and and move forward. I I, th- I think that that's when the industry learns the most and and gets the most out of it. So, Steve, what what are you taking away from this weekend? I I I am big uh, fan of culture, and I, I really was eating up that uh, the presentation yesterday about uh, how to build a successful team, and and for what we we are is we're it, we're as good as the people on our team. Mm-hmm. So I think that that that's just an important thing to to be able to uh, to invest in your team, to be able to 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 bring the right people on the team, and and to also be able to to recognize them and and make sure that that they're. Uh, do fulfilling their potential and and being being rewarded for it in, in whatever manner that is um i i think I, I, the, just continuing to learn from others is important and and following up on what craig said it, one thing a lesson that i've been taught is that you don't appreciate success until you have failure so i, I think that, that that that's something that that everybody should look into and 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 be uh be able to to step back and and uh, look at themselves and say what what could I be doing better and what what's my neighbor doing rather than trying to outdo them try to learn from them yeah absolutely all right gentlemen thank you so much for your time Steve Greenblatt uh, from Control Concepts Craig McCormick as always sir the editor at large of Commercial Innovator thank you sir thank you again uh, my name is Tim Albright uh, thanks so much for listening. 